Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we are once again, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. I have no idea who I'm trying to imitate there, Joel. I think it was a combination of uh, Howard Cosell and somebody I remember from the Looney Tunes. There's (laughs) something going on. There's a combination (laughs) taking place there between the old and the new. Well, I know that you um, like your cartoon examples. We did that a few weeks ago I, with, I, with uh, um, the Flintstones. And... Like I used to, but I can, you know what? We had our granddaughter over here the other day, and, and uh, of course, she's into all the new stuff that I'm not familiar with. So it just so happened Looney Tunes were on a particular channel. So I turned them on. And sadly, uh, from 50 years ago, I could remember exactly everything that was going on <laughs> in those cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we've watched them enough over the years, over and over <laughs> again. So that's the way it is. And, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, she'll be watching those old cartoons. And <laughs> Yeah, th- 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 that's awful. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, yeah. All right, Joel. Uh, last week we, we got into, um, we were answering a, a question uh, sort of from a, a comment we had gotten on social media we were answering uh, some comments that were being made because the the podcast that they were responding to was one about mixing law and grace. Yeah, it was and a comment from it, it, it was a I, comment I, from it, someone that I'm guessing is a regular non-listener. E- yes, <laughs> a regular non-listener. <laughs> they, and there there are many. And that reminds me of another story, but we don't have time for that now. But sometimes people will lead you to believe that they've read something from you or they've listened to something from you, but really all they, they really haven't, as it turns out. And you can find those things out as you communicate. But with this situation, I mean, yeah, so her case, let me sum it up for you. Her case was being made that we should do everything possible to try to keep the law because that's what Paul was saying we should do. And that's what Paul did. And that's what Peter did. And so you're suggesting, she's saying this to us now, you're suggesting that law and grace don't mix and that that's going to lead to more adultery and more sinning and that sort of thing. Well, we addressed some of that, but we're going to kind of just wrap up what we were talking about from our last program in, in Philippians chapter 3 because Paul makes a statement in there that if you get tunnel vision and just hone in on a particular sentence or a verse, it's easy for any of us to, to take something out of context. And, and I just want to make sure, before we move on here, to answer a, a, another question she had or another comment that she made, uh, I just want to make sure that we present the, the, full, the full capacity of the context here from Philippians chapter 3. And that we shall do. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, one of the comments that was made uh, as part of this comment was that Paul said that he had never committed a, an offense against Torah. And, uh, and she says, why not? So, you know, why would he say such a thing is what she was thinking. Um, be- and her implication is that because he kept <laughs> the law. And she says, I really think you ought to reread Romans at least. 
without your preconceived notions. And we kind of think she's coming at this with her own preconceived notions. And perhaps where she gets this idea from, possibly anyway, is from Romans, uh, or I should say Philippians, sorry, Philippians 3, uh, where Paul said, well, he was saying that when he had found Christ, he realized that the people who are the circumcision are those who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Because he had just told the Philippians in the previous verse, beware of dogs. Paul, uh, that's Cap's favorite verse there. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> beware of evil workers. Beware of, and depending upon your, your Bible version, beware of the concision, beware of the mutilation, beware of the false circumcision. And uh, so we could go off on that, and maybe we can talk more about it. But the uh, but but the, Paul's point, yeah, because <laughs> we talked about this uh, before we started uh, the podcast here. We kind of spent a little bit more time on it than we needed to, I think. But Paul's point was that okay, so I might also have confidence in the flesh. If anyone thinks that he would have confidence in the flesh, I more so. And he goes through this list: circumcised on the eighth day. Eighth day again, we're reading from Philippians 3, near the beginning here, um, of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. And so it can be, you know, a person could read that and think that Paul is saying that he had always kept the law, that he had never committed offense against the Torah, as this person said. Well, if you read all the rest of what Paul said, what he wrote in Romans, what he wrote in Philippians, what he wrote in Galatians, what he wrote elsewhere, he made the point that no one has ever kept the law. There is no one righteous, no, not one. There is no one who is righteous and blameless according to the law. That's the whole point, because he says right after this, what things were gained to me, these I have counted, loss for Christ. And the whole point was that he had to count all of these things lost, anything that he would have reason to have confidence in the flesh in uh, flesh for, he would have to count all that for loss so that he could have Christ. Because again, we have no confidence in the flesh, he says, because we're the ones who rejoice in Christ Jesus. We put our trust in him and his righteousness, not in what we can do. I'm in the NASB, so I know um, words can vary a little bit from translation to translation. But what Paul said, and I'm just going to kind of follow up on everything you just said here, Joel, in verse 2, the beware of dogs verse. Um, beware <laughs> of the false circumcision, for we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and in the glory of Christ Jesus, and, get this now, and put no confidence in the flesh. Paul just said that. Put no confidence in the flesh. We don't do that. We're in Christ. We worship in the Spirit. Although I might have confidence to put into the flesh, if anyone would have confidence to put into the flesh, it should be me. I would far more have the uh, authority to, to be braggadocious about that sort of thing. And as you said, Joel, he started listing some things that he felt qualified him as one who could boast in the flesh if he were to do so, which he's not doing. He just right. said, we put no confidence in the flesh. There are others who do. And compared to me, uh, you know, they don't hold a candle to me when, when it comes to this law thing that I was a part of for so long. I, I like, too, how he brags about one of the things he bragged about 
was how he was circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. Yeah, I'm sure Paul himself <laughs> put a lot of effort into that. Um, so Mommy, he's bragging about that. I learned a new um, trick. He's even bragging about what tribe he came from, as if he had any control over that. Right. Yep. <laughs> and um, persecutor of the church. And, and here's the here's that statement though: as to the righteousness which is in the law, I'm found blameless. Okay. Well, here's the problem: there is no righteousness found in the law. The only righteousness found in the law is a false, like a false circumcision, a false righteousness. It was a shadow of a true righteousness. It wasn't the substance which is found in Christ. That's what the entire law was. And so Paul stated in many places, as you pointed out, Joel, he stated over and over again that righteousness is not found in the law uh, except self-righteousness. So from the perspective of a Pharisee, yeah, he felt like he was keeping the law just right. And as you've pointed out before, Joel, the rich young ruler who came up to Jesus, who apparently still wasn't quite sure where he stood with God. Imagine that. And, yeah. and he said, what, what do I have to do to, to be saved, to have life? And Jesus starts rattling off some of the commandments from the law. And the rich young ruler says, oh, good. I've kept all of those since my youth. Yay. And Jesus was trying to point out to him, no, you haven't. And so he gave him another commandment that uh, had roots that go back to the law. And, and so he walked away sad, you see. And, and so nobody can achieve any any kind of righteousness by trying to abide by Torah, by trying to keep commandments from the law. That's Paul's point here. And, and if you keep reading, you'll you'll find out as if this wasn't enough, you'll you'll find out he goes on to say, see, that was just a little sidestep there. If I yeah. had the if 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 I was able to boast in the flesh, which he was not, compared to other people, he felt like he had higher qualifications to do so. But so his blamelessness, as he called it, this righteousness that was found in the law, it was fake. It was counterfeit. It wasn't real. And so he goes on to explain that if you keep reading past that. But again, people get this tunnel vision and they say, oh, there you go. I just read a verse where Paul said he was blameless and he kept the law. That, that This is how contradictions happen because we, we, we just step outside of the parameters of the proper context. And, and it's especially obvious when we start trying to combine an old covenant and a new covenant. Yeah. And speaking of contrary, what's contrary, Paul himself said in Romans 7, what shall we say then is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said you shall not covet. And so here's you know, this person making the point, you know, telling us that Paul said he had never committed an offense against the Torah or against the law. Right in this very thing, you know, Paul says, but in Romans 7, 8, sin, taking opportunity by the commandment produced in me, coveting of every kind or all manner of evil desire, depending upon which version of the Bible you read. But he says, I was once alive without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment, which was to bring life, I found to bring death. Paul right there is admitting that when the commandment came, sin revived. He did not always keep the law. He sinned against the law. And he's saying the whole point there is that everyone 
has done the same thing. If you go back in Romans in Romans uh, 3, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul had committed offenses against the Torah, and he's saying, that's the reason I cannot stake my claim on my own righteousness. If I could, I would boast in it. And here's the reasons I think I could boast in it. But really, there is no righteousness in the law. He even says in Romans 10, and he's talking about Israel, saying they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness. That's what Paul was doing as a Pharisee, being ignorant of God's righteousness, because God's righteousness is a gift. It's a gift that can only be received by faith, as he talks about earlier in the book. Seeking to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted to the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So all points, I think, are are missing here. Paul did not say that he had always kept the law, that he had never committed offense against it. And even if he had, even if he had, his point was that, so what? I have to count that all as dung. I have to count that all as rubbish uh, in order that I can be found in Christ, not having my own righteousness. That was Paul's point. I can't have my own righteousness, which is according to the law. I can only have the righteousness of God, which is a gift. And Cap, I'm sorry if you had something to say. You'll have to say it next week <laughs> because our time is up for this one. And uh, But yeah, we'll pick up on some of this next week. So stay close right here. Growingingrace.org. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.